everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's diva writer, Sierra Sanchez. Oh, hey, guys. Sierra, I'm so glad you're here. I know you because we work together, but I'm excited to really give you the opportunity to share a little bit about your story and why Colossians 2 is a special passage for you. I have just been so looking forward to sharing just what Colossians means to me and kind of just a little backstory of how I even got here to Watermark and to being here on staff at Watermark is I showed up to the porch, which is our young adult ministry here at Watermark. uh, And the first night that I ever showed up to church in a very long time, they were teaching on Colossians. And one of the things that the speaker said was, anything added to grace is anything but grace. And I was like, that's weird and dumb and I don't understand it. And uh, so I thought, okay, well, I'll come back the next week and maybe they'll explain it. And now getting to look back and hear that statement, like that's exactly what Paul is saying in Colossians. He's saying, hey, anything added to the grace that you've been told and the gospel that you've been told, um, if they add anything to it, it's not the gospel. Uh, And my favorite way that people have said it in the past is like Jesus plus nothing truly equals everything. And I think that's just been so fundamental for me. Uh, And going back to those moments of like, hey, what is your foundation? Where are you rooted? How are you built up? And so now being here on staff, I'm the Women's Director for Regeneration, which is our 12-step recovery um, program here that's Christ-centered, and it's a discipleship program. And so now I'm on the other side of a lot of the conversations, and I get to point people to these scriptures, and I get to say, hey, you are alive in Christ. Like, you can ask yourself the question, is Jesus enough? And let me tell you the answer, because not only do I know it to be true in my life, but also I know it because we get to read it in God's Word, even specifically in Colossians 2, and we get to say Jesus is enough, Christ is enough, um, and that's just really fun. It's so fun. How many years has it been? So actually, April 18th, which is not that long ago, um, was seven years uh, to the day that I fully surrendered. I'd been coming to Watermark on and off for about a month or so, but when I fully decided, um, it was just after a night of drinking in a one-night stand and just feeling like, how did I get here? I don't recognize the person that I am. And I had a sweet friend who and coworker who reminded me um, that joy could be found in Jesus. Um, And for the first time, the gospel was new to me. Um, It was not only that Jesus just died on the cross for sins of, you know, everyone in the world, but it was a personal, he died on the cross for me, like my sins, past, present, and future, and that I could have a new life in him and find peace and joy. And so when you look at in Colossians 2, when it talks about um, being rooted and built up, I'm like, that is exactly what I have to be reminded of, that I have to go back to what is my foundation in, and it is in Jesus. Um, And not only that, it's like our old life has ended, and we have this new life, and that we can walk with Him daily. And I know when we look at Scripture, I know for me, when I first became a believer, it was hard because I didn't know what stuff meant. And I was like, what does it mean to, like, be alive in Christ? Um, And I was like, oh, no, like, I am truly resurrected. Like, I I am a new creation, like 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Um, and that's just really fun to be able to live out. Oh, yeah, that's so fun. What does it look like, Sierra, practically to walk in this new identity? Yeah, so I think a few things. One is 
really asking ourselves, what does it look like to live in absolute surrender to God? Um, And that might be giving up some of the things in your life, um, your fleshly desires or the things that you think are going to satisfy you, but really, really being rooted in the idea that satisfaction will only be found in Jesus. Um, And I think that's where I would first go. But the second thing that I would say is that um, Hosea 6.6 is a place that I go often because it says, for I desire steadfast love. So he doesn't want burnt offerings or sacrifices. Like he doesn't want the things that we're going to do. The religious rituals. Right. The religious rituals. Absolutely. He doesn't want those things like reading your Bible, going to church. Are they good things? Yeah. Absolutely. Even in that time, like they needed to sacrifice in order to be forgiven. If you go back to the book of Hosea, but what he's saying is like, that's not that's not what I just want from you. I want more than that. I want something deeper. I want you to be hopelessly in love with me and grow in your intimacy with me. Um, and that's just something that we have to do in order to live according um, to God's word and his will. That's awesome. What do you do when this is hard for you, uh, when it's hard to be fully surrendered to Christ? Yeah. Well, you know, I just give up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, we I, want to sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I I often make the joke of sometimes it was easier in quotes because you can't see me put quotes right now. Um, yeah. But it was easier outside of Christ because I could just like go to the things that are going to bring me comfort. And what I always found is that it left me more sad, more lonely, um, and just feeling even worse. And now what I get to to go to is I get to go to the people that God has placed in my life. Like he has blessed me with friends and community and roommates around me that I get to go and just be like, man, I, I need to be reminded of God's goodness. Um, and then I, I really, um, am diligent about trying to figure out what it's going to look like to stir my affections for the Lord. Because when I feel doubt or when I feel like God isn't good or he's not faithful, I get to go back to scriptures that remind me of his character and who he is. And one of my favorite prayers to pray in moments of feeling discouraged is something that Mary says um, in Luke when the angel comes to visit her and tells her, you're going to have a baby. And she's like, what? What? Uh, (laughs) So she has a lot of questions. Um, But the last part that she says is, behold, I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be done to me according to his word. And I love that because she has no answers. And yet she's saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other, and I'm going to trust you even though I have zero answers. And understanding that faith is not a feeling, but it is choosing to trust God at His Word. And so there are— strong. That'll preach, Sarah. (laughs) I'm like, there are times where I'm like, God, I don't don't get it, Um, but I do trust you. And that's been really, really fun to just say, all right, it's in your hands. You hold my lot, like it talks about in Psalm 16. I love it. We're almost out of time. Any final thoughts or you feel good? I mean, I think my final thought would just be, it is worth it to follow Jesus. It might be harder. There might be suffering. There might be um, times that you have questions, but it is worth it um, to be alive in Christ and to walk faithfully with Him. And so if that is not your story, and hear me say, coming from the girl who um, thought she was going to find a lot of satisfaction in the world and a lot of things um, and people, my satisfaction has only been um, in Jesus. Give them some next steps. If somebody's listening and they haven't placed their trust in Jesus, but they're interested, what should they do? Man, there's a few things. I would say one, cry out to the Lord. Like He hears those um, who cry out to Him. And so whether you're in your car, your room, Chipotle line, I don't know where you're at. (laughs) Like, I mean, cry out to the Lord and ask Him. One of the things that I did, I remember that night, 
um, April 18th where I said I surrendered my life is I just said, God, if you're real, I just need you to show up. And that was the most tangible prayer that I could pray at that time. And God is faithful and good. Like his word tells us that when we are faithless, he is faithful. And so he shows up in those moments. And it's just really um, an opportunity for us to just say, I literally have nothing and I need you, Lord. And then second, I would say, find find a church. Find someone who loves Jesus to be able to walk with you and encourage you and pray for you. Um, I know, like I said, I'm here at Regeneration on Monday nights, and we get to walk with people through really hard situations from all walks of life. And we get to say, hey, you have a seat at the table, just like we see in the parable of the banquet table. Like wherever you're from, whatever your story is, you have a seat at the table because that's what we do um, as the local church. It's awesome. I wish we could keep talking, but we are out of time, and I am so grateful that you joined me today, and I am so glad we are on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast. 